This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. As a volunteer, you deliver a hot, nutritious meal and a friendly hello to someone just like your mother, grandfather, or next-door neighbor. These seniors are inspiring people with incredible stories to share, and they love to see you. The smiles you get back are priceless. Delivering with Meals on Wheels is easy, and you don't have to drive like me for it to be quick. You can volunteer your lunch break once a week or just once a month. With one in six seniors facing hunger and many more living in isolation, your lunch break can make a real difference. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council.
It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And so, goodbye. And good night. Bang! To Off the Mats with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. All right, everybody, you are listening and watching us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every Saturday at 12 o'clock Eastern Time, 11 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock. Fuck. West Coast <laughs> Pacific time, as they say. <laughs> I hope everybody is doing well. Welcome to another episode of Off the Mat, the only wrestling talk show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Mr. Josh Silverberg. Joining me at this time, of course, my tag team partner every Saturday down in sunny Florida. Although I don't know what's going on with those Tampa Bay Rays, but it is what it is at this point. Mr. Alex Slows. What's happening, man? Nothing much. It's been an eventful week for wrestling. I cannot wait to get into AEW Dynamite. It was a fantastic show. And we have so much to get into, so little time. So let's get started. Stick with us the whole way through because it's going to be a great show. Absolutely. Like you said, Alex, we have so much in the second half of the show. Of course, we're going to get into our favorite fall pay-per-views. So we're going to dive into that. We also have the G1 Climax is set. I have the finals with me. They're all set. We're going to get into that later on. And we had a big heel turn. I give you a hint who the heel turn was. I'm wearing his T-shirt. And it's a little outdated now because he's no longer in this group anymore. Nope. uh, Yep. So we'll get into that a little bit. No longer there. Of course, recap NXT and do everything like that. But before we go to that, let's do a little bit of the house cleaning, Alex. Let's tell the fans where they can hear us and listen to us. You can hear and listen to us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh, Periscope. We are on every platform. Download our app. It is free. The app is free. I can't stress it enough. Just type in WWSRN, WWSRN. If you have an Apple phone, if you have an iPhone, I don't know, Apple phone. I feel like I'm 60 years old. <laughs> if you have an Apple phone, if you have an iPhone, just go to the Apple store. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store. It's that simple. Just click download. You can get our show schedule. If you missed our show, you can rewatch it. You can listen to it. The audio, the video. You can see mine and Alex's beautiful faces every Saturday at 12 o'clock. It's wonderful. We're not in the wrestling ring, so we're not getting punched around every time. So the faces you get to see. And just like I said, you get our show schedule. You get the different shows that are out there from Wise Guys to the Sports Hit List to... Um, below the mic, down to the wire, the Ryan Hickey show, um, the new fantasy sports show, Weapons Hot, a New York Jets show, the BS Sports show, and I just, it was awesome. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't know, I'm gonna let you in on a little bit of information. I'm actually a special guest this week on the Weekend Crunch, the show that's usually with Errol Marks and Eric Coleman. Um, so you'll want to tune to that. I discussed the New York Jets and the disaster that they are, the dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. So I get, to, I got to talk about that. Um, but you get to just have our show schedule, the show content. Alex has written some amazing articles for the website as well for the for this for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So you want to check those out. And again, WorldwideSports.com. Check out our website. Um, you know, all that good stuff that we have. Check us out. Check out other shows. Support us. Um, we love to hear from you as well, the fans. Alex, tell the fans how they can get in touch with us. So you can get in touch with us on Twitter. My Twitter is at show slows. Josh's Twitter is at Josh Silverberg. And you can call us. Feel free to dial in the number and uh, let us know how we are doing during the show, what your thoughts on on the different topics, and what we are discussing throughout the show. The number is 727 
888-4295. Again, the number is 727-888-4295. Don't be afraid to call in and uh, express your opinions and let us know uh, what your thoughts are. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, like I said, we want to hear from the fans. We want to hear what your opinion is. Um, and Alex, I was actually going to tell you this. We have somebody that actually next week is going to – I'm going to try to get him to hop on with us. His name is Keith Barrow. He is um, – he runs the podcast. Um, it Ain't Easy Being Green, which is a New York Jets podcast. But um, he's dying because I got to be on his show this past week. Alex, he is dying to pop on with us. He's been watching wrestling for over 20 years. Um, he's still watching it to this day. He's dying to come on the show with us. So I told him straight up, I said, listen, if you let me on your show – I'm sure Alex and I would love to have you be a guest on our show to talk. He's gone to all the indie shows. So he lives out in like Westchester. Wow. So he goes to like all the indie shows. Um, he goes to all of them. Wow. He was actually at John Moxley's last indie show against um, when he faced um, Pentagon in the main event, which is a crazy main event. But he was at that show. So it's crazy. So I told him uh, maybe next week he could pop on with us for sure. And look, like I said, people like that, we want to hear from you. We want you, you know, what definitely I mean? strangers. And I think it'll be awesome to have him on. All right, Alex, let's get into it first. Before we begin, before we do our AEW NXT recap, uh, I want to get to something with you. And that's in regards to we I, I, and look, I agree with you 100 percent. I know the new day you think didn't get their proper send off. Well, I, I think they finally got it last night in their last tag team match together. Uh, when they beat Sheamus, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Did you – now, Alex, did you think it was the right send-off for the New Day, or do you still think it was kind of blech? Um, I think it was the right send-off now, how they did it. It was, it, was, it was great to see them finish as a team and how it all turned out for them in the end. And the match was great. The setting was great. So I liked it. I thought it was good, so I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And – also, really quick, I have people texting me, what are those shirts on my phone? Uh, I went WCW theme this week. I got Sting over here, and I got Hollywood Hogan over. I'm pointing it wrong. I have Sting <laughs> over here, and I have Hollywood Hogan over here. Alex, I figured you'd like this one. The um, Hollywood rules. I actually, it was so funny, because when I bought that shirt, I bought it at WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. And the guy that was selling me the shirt, I'm so mad at him. <laughs> Because he told me, he said, oh, no, this shirt is exclusively for WrestleMania weekend only. And that was such a lie because I went on the WWE shop the next week and it was there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, lies, so-and-so. I actually went up buying two shirts that weekend. I'll show you the other shirt I bought. I bought a Mr. and Mrs. Met uh, WrestleMania shirt that weekend because the Mets were sponsoring WrestleMania that weekend. So that was kind of cool. And that's my old Sting shirt. I keep pointing my fingers wrong. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> I keep doing it. This is Hogan. This is the... see, but I look so stupid though when I have to look this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my guy, look. And then of course I got my. This is my original Will Osprey shirt. This is back. I bought this shirt when Will Osprey. Nobody even really knew who he was. And then mine's just a Moxley shirt because of the main event. You wear that shirt to sleep. You wear. <laughs> you wear it for breakfast. You wear it to the gym. You wear it to work. You wear it everywhere you can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you wear it to the McDonald's drive-thru. Pull off at McDonald's and you say to them, hey, listen, I'm going to show some violence if you don't order your damn food, all right? So <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, you know, we're getting to the Will Ospreay stuff and a little bit later on on the show. But let's start with AEW, Alex. And like you said, I thought, it, you know, you thought it was a very good show. I thought it was, too. What did you love about the show this week? So it's it came down to being one full year of AEW. The show really brought true wrestling fans back to the sport and fans who wanted to see something new and improvements to each show every week of AEW Dynamite. And uh, Tony Khan, I got to give it to him. He's done an amazing job with this company. And congratulations to him and the entire AEW staff and competitors. I can't wait to see where to, what they accomplish in the next in the next cycle. It's going to be great. Is it crazy to you, Alex, that it's already been a year since Dynamite started? Oh, yeah. It's, it flew by. It, I, it went by so fast. Really did. And it was, it's amazing. I, I was actually I was 
coincidentally, I was talking to Keith about it. Keith Arrow, who will join us next week on Off the Mat. Um, and Keith, to me, said that Keith's words were, you know, I remember the first day AEW started and everybody was saying they thought it was going to be like a WCW kind of thing. And he knew right off the bat with the roster they had, it was too deep to not be successful. Exactly. I agree with Keith 100%. And I know, Alex, you're a huge supporter. Look at and my, my wife decided to pull this out, Alex. <laughs> so this is the other shirt that I bought WrestleMania weekend. Uh, the Because, you know, pretty much the Mets were sponsoring WrestleMania that weekend. And I went, they actually had a Todd Frazier bobblehead that I have as well. Um, I hate Todd Frazier, but I like the bobblehead, so it's cool. But I bought this at the WrestleMania Superstore at um, in Brooklyn. And then that's the back, which is kind of cool, actually. It's like, a, it's like a jersey. It's a shirt and a jersey. Yeah. Um, but I, I was so cool that the Mets sponsored WrestleMania that weekend. Um, so thank you, Melissa, for that. Appreciate that. See what I mean? My wife hears me. That's how loud I am. So she always says to me, I'm, I'm so loud. She goes, why are you so loud? You know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, going back to what we were saying in regards to AEW, um, you know, we look back at the roster that they have and you see the development. And it's kind of crazy because think about this, Alex. Okay, hear me out for a second. They've signed Brody Lee. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Kingston, Brian Cage. Hikaru Shida, all those, all those great competitors. Those were the ones on the original roster, but I'm talking about the ones that they recently sent. Like, oh, so you're talking about Eddie, Eddie Kingston, um, buh, 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 who did I say? You know, Brody Lee, the FTRs of the world, uh, Ricky Starks, and it's crazy. Thunder Rosa, you can't leave her out. Another one, and none of those people, you know, Matt Hardy, and none of those people have had their debuts in front of big crowds yet. No. That's crazy thing. I'm so curious what's going to happen when they do have the big crowds back up and running, you know, but again, the only fear that I've, and I've said this to you, Alex, on the show many times is, and I want to get your thoughts. Do you think their roster is too deep where guys are going to be kind of squashed down? Because look, Lance Archer so far in his two biggest matches in AEW, he's lost the TNT championship match to Cody. And now he's lost the AEW heavyweight championship match to John Moxley. Although, you know, my thoughts already, I think Kenny Omega is going to be the guy that eventually beats Moxley. Uh, with help from the Young Bucks, and they're going to form the original Elite. Do you think the roster is so deep that guys are getting, uh, and girls too, are getting squashed down on the pole, and even Miro as well, are getting squashed down the roster where it maybe is too deep and guys just don't have enough room right now to be on this roster? Maybe a little bit, because I kind of see Miro getting squashed a little bit. And then uh, we saw Big Swole. She had a uh, her match against uh, Hikaru Shida, and she lost that match. And then before she uh, did she win? I think she beat Britt Baker, didn't she? Yeah, I believe she, she did beat Britt Baker, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's just like I feel like with um, those mid-card superstars, there's just not enough – uh, there's not enough momentum. There's not enough booking for them. There's not enough uh, match results to where they can rack up wins. And a lot of these competitors need to rack up wins if they want to rise to the top of AEW. I agree with you 100%. I, the thing that scares me, and look, I don't ever find it to be a problem. Um, you know, you also saw Matt Cardona have a five match contract. Um, I don't think it's a problem that AW signing wrestlers left and right. I think you have no, that. it's definitely not an issue. No, you it's... have to have a roster. That's the biggest thing. I I, I want to see Lance Archer win a big match though. I mean, look, I think the best thing they did was is they built Lance to look strong in his match versus Moxley, and he lost on a roll up. So they built that perfectly. I thought that was fine. That was great. Perfect. Um, you know. But it's it's a matter of certain wrestlers. See, I I don't know if I agree with you on Miro just yet, Alex. I gotta wait and see with Miro. I think he's gotta ditch Kip Sabian. Yeah, I agree. I think he needs to get rid of Kip Sabian. I think he's better off just being a a solo a solo competitor, singles competitor, without anybody backing him. Because that's what we need to see. We need to see Miro 
more of Mero by himself alone taking on top superstars. Yeah, and he will get there. He will get there. They're just building it up right now. Look, I, I, I think Miro's done enough um, where, in my opinion, you know, he was so over when WWE released him as Rusev. And remember, I said on the show here weeks ago, I said, I can't believe WWE dropped the ball on this guy. This was a guy that I think they could have built as a heavyweight champion, and the fans would have went bonkers for the whole situation. Um you know, but I, I like AEW's rot. Look, their tag team division is insane. Yeah, it's and really it's really well done. It's crazy it's how crazy how, how how they put it all together. Absolutely, and you could say the same thing about NXT with their women's division. It's remember we got so nervous because wrestlers were getting called up left and right and then boom, out of nowhere comes Tony Storm and Ember Moon back. That's how you build a division. Exactly. And that's 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 the way it goes with in this wrestling business. You have to re- the biggest word I like to use, Alex, in wrestling is replenish. It's replenishing the roster. You gotta mm-hmm. replenish it when certain wrestlers get called up, or certain wrestlers get hurt, or certain get released. You gotta maintain it. Um, maybe AEW's tag team division is a little too crowded, but I mean we'll see. I I know they're doing they're doing the fa- I believe they're doing the fatal four way match. <clears throat> um. Right? I don't know if they're doing it next week. The one that they announced this week. I'm not sure if they are, but I know that they are doing a AEW World Title Tournament. They're starting that. Did you see who's in the first round? They're doing um, uh, Phoenix and... Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon are in the first round. Look, uh-huh. I think we know what the finals are going to be. I, I think it's pretty much... I mean, Alex, tell me if you agree with me or not. I think the finals is going to be Hangman versus Kenny. Um... That's where the storyline's gonna cult is gonna cult you know it's gonna culminate at full gear, and then that's when I think you're gonna see Kenny as the cleaner and the young bucks are gonna come out and they're gonna be like the original elite. And that was interesting. I was watching yesterday. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, if you're a New Japan fan, you should definitely watch it. Alex, I know you're a huge New Japan fan. Wrestle Kingdom 11. Um, way back when the main event was Kenny Omega versus. Um, Kazuchika Okada for the new, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and you watch Kenny as the cleaner, and you watch the Young Bucks as heels. The original elite. That was the original elite before Cody, before Hangman, before all Marty, Skrull. Um, that was the original. I mean, mm-hmm. I I went there backpack to school when I where I work to school like I'm like a kid. Before like to work, I had the original elite backpack. And you watch them as heels, and it fits so perfectly because the Young Bucks are such douches as heels in New Japan where they, they constantly, when they go to super kick somebody, it was, see ya, see ya. But now when we see AEW, they're like, we're not going to ship super kick you, Tony. We're going to super kick them, and they super kick the dark. Exactly, and I just think, and Alex, I know we've said this, I think Kenny is the cleaner and the Young Bucks as the former heels that they are would be such a great coup for AEW. I think you're bringing it back to where the original elite started. That was how it was. Um, you know, I, I, I love it. I think now I know it seems like I said, they're doing, remember they, they were randomly drawing tag teams for this. I believe it's a fatal four way match. It, I believe they did private party, the young Bucks, butcher and blade. And what was the other one? They said, I can't remember. I do want to go through the uh, matches a little bit here for Dynamite. Man. And uh, so the first match I really enjoyed, FTR against, against Best Friends. It was a great, fast-paced match. The match was – the teams in this match are very innovative. They know what they can do in the ring. And they brought the A game in this match. And it was, it was amazing. Uh, everything was smooth. The match was great. And the action was unbelievable. So, I give Best Friends credit for going to the limit as far as they did. But I, I feel like it was kind of unfair for um, for Tony Blanchard to kind of get in there. But, you know, he's kind of, he's just, he's backing FTR. That's what he's supposed to do. He's a leader for FTR. He's teaching everything he knows to Dax Harwood and, and Cash Wheeler. So, that, that's a replica of them, of Arn Anderson. And exactly. Of the, 
and 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 I think, like you said, Alex, I think Best Friends is so underrated in this division. They're so, you know, with Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, I think they're so underrated in this division. And with Orange Cassidy with them, I think it makes it so much fun to watch. They get better each and every week. They've been perfect since Ring of Honor, so. And then we had Orange Cassidy versus Cody for the TNT Championship match. It ended in a draw, which uh, was a shame the way it ended. I feel like somebody could have, someone should have won that match. It either should have been Orange Cassidy or Cody. And uh, it, it was the most anticipated match of the week. It was a great match technically by both competitors. And I love seeing the different styles coexist between the two between Cody and uh, Orange Cassidy. But, again, it, it was just devastating how it ended. I feel like it could have somebody could have won that match. That's the second time limit draw Cody's had this year, the one with Darby Allin, too. I, I didn't like it. I would have been fine with Cody just winning it. You knew he was going to win it because they spoiled it in saying that I believe next week who Cody was challenging already. They spoiled who was going to win the match or it was going to be a draw. So I just thought that was a terrible job by AEW to do that. You don't put an ad like that during a match because you're spoiling who's going to win or who's going to come out on top. So I didn't like that. And then the main event, Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Great start to the matchup with Moxley almost taking the quick victory off Lance Archer. Archer and Ambrose fighting on the outside made the match fun to watch and very interesting. Uh, bringing Archer and Moxley together for this match was the best move for Tony Khan and AEW and because the match was very physical and we saw them spill to the outside floor a couple times. And then at the end of the match, uh, Eddie Kingston, who was on commentary, came out to congratulate uh, John Moxley on his victory. And then we saw K Kingston attack Moxley. And he, he made it clear to Moxley he never lost that title. He was never submitted or pinned. So I believe Eddie Kingston will – he, he is definitely coming for that AEW title. We'll have to see what happens next. Yeah, probably full gear. That will probably be the full gear uh, match. I don't think that's going to be the main event. I think the main event that I would probably go with, and I think they should, is if Hangman and Kenny are in the finals for the championship uh, opportunity – that should definitely be the main event of the definitely. It, it should not be Kingston versus Moxley. And Alex, I've said it many times on this show. Um, I think Kenny's going to be the one that defeats Moxley, um, and that's the way. That's the route I think they're going to go with all of this in in due time. But look, I liked AEW this week. I enjoyed it. I liked the one year anniversary show, um, and I think they're building it more and more each week. I mean, you're seeing yeah. as on Twitter constantly gives the viewership numbers. Um, they're not reaching the 900,000. They're still doing pretty well, though. They're still racking up some viewership. Hey, they are, they are doing all right. Um, NXT, unfortunately, is not doing well with the viewership. No. Really unfortunate. Um, personally, and, I, and Alex, I know you've agreed with me on this many times, where I think NXT should just move to Tuesday or Thursdays. Um, I don't think they should do one. No, I think it should just be a Tuesday or Thursday show. I think they should just do Tuesday or Thursday, probably Tuesday because of Thursday night football, um, that they would get crushed in the viewership with Thursday night football. So I think Tuesday would be ideal for them. I think NXT should just be Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Let AEW be Wednesdays. It's a win-win for both parties. There's no reason to continue the competition anymore. But look, Triple H has said it. He's not leaving um, Wednesdays for a while, and that's fine. He's you know He wants to keep his head up. Yep. And moving forward and i respect that but at the same definitely but if you got to benefit what's best for you and your company and i think wednesdays are just not working for them and that's no it's a shame too let's get into nxt right now alex I, I i liked it a lot i did i think they're really i use that word again alex i use the word replenish they're constantly replenishing that roster because guys are guys and girls are getting called up every single week um what were your thoughts on nxt this week uh, it was very interesting. I love seeing uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong take on Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. Uh, Undisputed Era, that was a great match from them. They're now the number one ken number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championships against Breezango. So it'll be v it'll be uh, very interesting to see how they do against Breezango because Breezango's never. I, I think they have faced. Have they faced Undisputed Era? Not yet. The oh, they haven't. Yeah. 
Uh, they have faced, um, well, they they beat Imperium, um, Baby and Iker, and Marcel Bartel. I really think that's all they've faced so far. I don't really think. And Legato Del Fantasma. Did they face? Breezango did, did, yeah. Defend the tag team titles against them, though. No. I don't, yeah, so, oh, are you talking about defending the belts or are you talking about just facing them? Just facing them. Just facing them. Okay, no. I don't think they have. Undisputed no, so it'll be interesting to see how Undisputed Era comes up against Breezango, and Breezango's going to have to be on top of their game. They're going to have to really watch Undisputed Era in the ring, because they like to go to the outside floor and trick you, use everything to their advantage, and just try to up one-up one up you in these matches, and that that's what they did against Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. So uh, I feel like Brizango really needs to watch out for something like that. Absolutely, and I think you know it's interesting. Everybody's saying, "Well, where's Red Dragon? Why are Fish, Bobby Fish, and Kyle Riley not teaming up?" Well, because Kyle Riley just fought for the NXT Heavyweight Championship and has some injuries. And look, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong have held the tag team titles together before. I actually was at one of their match, their defense matches that they had at uh, NXT uh, TakeOver Brooklyn, I believe it was three, when they fought uh, Mustache Mountain. Um, and it was a phenomenal opening match with those four. And, you know, with Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. And, you know, when when you see... The thing about Undisputed Era, it doesn't matter who's tag teaming with who, the chemistry is there. They yeah, it's uh, it's always been there between those 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 th- th- those four or those three. Absolutely, and all four of them know each other, Alex, and that's really what it comes down to. And it's actually coincidence because when I was watching Wrestle Kingdom 11, one of the matches that was on the card was for the Ring of Honor World Championship. It was Kyle O'Reilly, the heavyweight champion, versus Adam Cole in the Bullet Club, and they had a huge rivalry. Those two, so those. Those four know each other well. They all come from Ring of Honor and New Japan. They've known each other for years. So it doesn't matter who's teaming up with who. I get, look, I had Red Dragon as one of my top tag teams in the world, and I still think they are. Um, but Bobby Fish and Roger Strong are fine tag teaming with each other. And it was actually, um, excuse me, it was actually Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly that were the tag team, not Bobby Fish in that match against Mustache Round. But my point is, they could tag team with whatever. They're tag team specialists. It doesn't matter, so. And then I love this match too. This was great. Uh, Johnny Gargano against Austin Theory. Austin Theory, he's getting better with ring awareness, and he's getting better with development each week. Uh, Theory's ring combat is getting better week by week. Eventually, he has to win a match. They have to book him. They have to book him in an angle where he can uh, really take advantage and really get a win because right now he's had a, a lot of major losses, even against big names like Johnny Gargano and uh, Damian Priest and people like that. And it, 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 just has, it just has to get better for him because he's one, of those, he's one of those guys that came over from Evolve, was an Evolve champion. So I really think they need to give him a chance, really allow him to uh, – really grow in the in squared circle. And they will, Alex. They definitely will. In due time, they will. Look, he's so young. I think he's 20... I don't want to get his age wrong. I think he's 23 or something, but he's so young, Alex. He He's going to get his time. He will. They're grooming him, and that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, look, he's already had singles matches against Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. So clearly they see something in him where one... They see a future in this kid that they're giving him these kinds of matches against these competitors. But two, they're also letting him, you know, have the opportunity to face big names and get him to the point where they feel it. I think he's a future NXT heavyweight champion in this company. I do. Uh, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree with you because he's one of these guys where in Evolve, he he was pushed constantly. He was He was one of those people in the back that worked really hard. And really took it to the next level. So I really think he could be a champion in NXT. Absolutely. Because Alex, so you look at it too, look at it this way. If they didn't believe in him, would they be giving him matches versus Tommaso Ciampa? No, they would not. Adam Cole? No, they wouldn't. So, again, this is, and also um, Dexter Loomis as well. He fought Dexter Loomis. So, you know, you 
look at it that way. And then really quick before we go to break, I know you want to bring up the Dexter Loomis Damian Priest match as well quickly. Yeah, that match was that was definitely one of my favorite matches that we've seen so far in NXT. And uh great it was great. Great athleticism from Damian Priest in the match. Uh, Dexter Loomis, he was on a high profile in, in this match, and it was a smart move from William Regal, the general manager of NXT, to book him in this matchup. The match definitely allowed Dexter Loomis to show what kind of performer he is and what he can do in the squared circle, and what it took. To, what it he he definitely took it to Damian Priest in this matchup, and it's awesome to see Damian Priest put the North American title on the line each and every week against top names, big names like Cameron Grimes, who got involved in the matchup at the end. And, uh, I like that, by the way. Huh? I like that that happened. Yeah, yeah. He got he got involved in the matchup and cost Dexter Loomis the matchup. So something, something, something is looming here. Something is growing. No pun intended, right? No pun intended by you. Something is looming for Dexter Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, something's looming for Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens next Wednesday. And I give this NXT a solid 9.3 out of 10. I like it. You know what? I thought it was really good, too, and I enjoyed it very much. I really did. I thought it was awesome. I thought the the, the match was solid, and I think the rivalry's going to set the tone. Clearly, Johnny Gargano's also not done with Damian Priest because they had a little bit of tiff at the end of the show. And then we still have to, and then uh, we saw Shotzi Blackheart and Candice LeRae, and yeah. we we saw Andy Hartwell give her the brass yeah. knuckles, and just yeah. nailed her with the brass knuckles and swept her, way, swept her way, swept swept away Shotzi Blackheart's dream. There yeah. you go, I like that. And they're going with spin the wheel and make the deal for Halloween Havoc, so we will see. All right, when we come back, we still have so much to get to. We're going to get to this week in wrestling history. We're going to get to our fall pay-per-views. Fall pay-per-views, okay? Not pay-per-views of all time. I need to emphasize that. Um, that Alex and I think that you should check out. And we're going to give you an update on the G1 Climax for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And boy, the finals are set. It's a good one. But there was a big heel turn that happened. So check us out. Finish up with us, okay? This is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear facing, forward facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat. Or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers. People who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I am your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? 
because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better, and kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Rest in peace. Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Mat. And now we are getting into this week in wrestling history for Thursday, October 17th. This is an NXT Tampa show from 2013 at the... Alex, that's bias on your part because it's Tampa. That's bias on your part. Like- <laughs> <laughs> NXT Arena, a.k.a. the FCW Arena in Tampa, Florida. Attendance is unknown. The first match was against Angelo Dawkins and uh, State State Randall versus Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins defeated State Randall in a singles match. The next match was Bailey, Emma, and Paige. Defeated Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Veronica Lane in a six-person tag. <laughs> Number three was Leo Kruger against Aiden English, and he defeated Aiden English in a singles match. Number four was Adrian Neville defeated Corey Graves in a singles match. Number five is Jason Jordan, Mason Ryan, and Wesley Blake against Baron Corbin, Danny Birch, and Sawyer Fulton. And the team of Jason Jordan, Mason Ryan, and Wesley Blake defeated Baron Corbin's team. Number six was Alexander Rusev against Camacho. I guess that's how you say it. Camacho. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hard name to pronounce. For Alex. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, love that. this was a singles match, and Rusev won this match. And then number seven, Bo Dallas defeated Sami Zayn 
and for the NXT Championship. So there are some really good names in here, some solid matchups in here, including the six-person tag with Mason Ryan, Ryan and Jason Jordan, Baron Corbin, who's now a main event superstar, which from from which from 2013 you would think you would never see Baron Corbin on the main roster getting to that point. Absolutely, and Alex, you mentioned some names too. You mentioned some AEW wrestlers as well. You mentioned Rusev, who's now Miro in AEW. You also mentioned Neville, who's now Pac. He's in AEW. Um, Aiden English is now wrestling on the indie scene. I mean, Sami Zayn, Bo Dallas. You mentioned all these names. It's crazy. And even the women's division, like Charlotte and Sasha Banks losing a tag team match, you wouldn't even ever think. Um, so I, I think the card was interesting. I think it's great. That's old NXT. That's yeah, that's NXT. like old school NXT 2013. Starting 2013. Yeah, that's old school. I mean, that's that's you're, you're, you're really getting into the... And they do have those matches, by the way. They do have those matches on, on the um, WWE Network. Network, yeah, they do. So it's kind of cool. So definitely you want to go back and check that out. That was awesome, Alex. Thank you for that. that You're welcome. I butchered, I butchered, uh, I butchered uh, Rusev's opponent, but that's okay. But you know what? Who cares? Rusev won the match, so it doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, let's get into it, man. Alex came up with a great segment that I think is interesting, and I think it's an awesome idea. So at first when I saw it, Alex threw it at me. I said, okay, best pay-per-views of all time. I had to read it clear. Best fall pay-per-views of all time because we're in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so instantly shows you probably think of, and Alex, tell me if you agree with me here. You probably think of Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go through the list from uh, from greatest to from greatest to worst. Oh, that's interesting. You did greatest worst. See, I'm gonna mention uh, when you're done. I'm gonna mention five shows that I picked that are not really well known shows that people should check out. And I want to hear what your list is first. Number one, Halloween Havoc, 1998. Number two, Fall Brawl, 1995. Number three, Survivor Series, 2005. Number four is Fall Brawl 1994, and then number five is WCW Mayhem 2000. Okay, so that's interesting. So you mentioned a couple of shows that, you know, um, in your opinion, which are known shows. I'm about to throw shows at you, Alex. You're going to fall backwards on your chair. (laughs) And and why you liked your shows, and I'll tell you why I liked mine. All right. All right. So one for me. It's an obvious one. Survivor Series 1990. Um, that's the Undertaker's debut. Survivor Series 2002. AAA. So AAA, if you don't know what AAA is, it's a it's a Mexican promotion. Lucha, Lucha Libre. Lucha, yep. AAA Worlds Collide 1994. TNA Turning Point 2009. And Ring of Honor Man Up 2007. So Alex, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Do you want to hear my reasons, or do you want to go first? And do I'll go work? first and explain the reasoning for my uh, my list. So I picked Halloween Havoc '98 because if you look back on it, it's pretty. It's a pretty legendary uh, show. You had big names like Goldberg, who defended his world heavyweight title against Diamond Dallas Page, Hollywood Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior in a singles match, Bret Hart defeating Sting in a knockout match. Uh, Scott Hall against Kevin Nash in singles comp- singles competition. Rick Steiner and R- Scott Steiner, brothers going to war in a singles match. So there's a lot of interesting matchups in here. Even uh, Billy Kidman, who was in the cruiserweight division for WCW at the time. Yeah, so- for sure. Um, so for me, I mean, look, Nighttime Survivor Series, it's pretty easy. The card is cool. But look, The Undertaker made his big debut. And that's something I think that's going to be remembered in wrestling history. When you look back on it, you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to see what it looks like. I mean, Brother Love was his manager. That's how far back it goes. Before Paul Bear even existed. Um, you know, the card is okay. You have Hulk Hogan, Tio Santana, the Ultimate Warrior. You know, the faces always won their matches. That was really what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. And then... Then yeah. for me, for Fall Brawl 95, I would say from... The, the result list from 1 to 10, I would say the best match here 
just by looking at it, had to be the War Games match with Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, Sting with Jimmy Hart, against the Dungeon of Doom, Kamala, the Zodiac, the Shark, and Ming, the Taskmaster. <laughs> I remember all that. Oh, I remember that's, a, go- that's a classic matchup there. That sounds like some classic names. Hogan had to go through this maze or whatever it was to get to the to the Taskmaster to get to what he wanted. Um, So another one I'll throw at you. Again, Turning Point, TNA Turning Point 2009. Now there's two matches on this card that you look back on. Now the card is eh, but there's two matches you need to check out. One match is Kurt Angle versus Desmond Wolf, who is now Nigel McGuinness. We all know who Nigel McGuinness is. He's the announcer for NXT UK, for NXT, you know, for NXT in general when he's there. So Kurt Angle and Desmond Wolf had a great submission match. I, you know, I watched this whole pay-per-view. I watched all these pay-per-views, by the way, from start to finish. Um, I sat there and I watched it. You have to check out this main event for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It's AJ Styles as the champion defeating Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe. You haven't checked out that match. You're missing. That sounds like a match I need to watch. Really, you know, I remember watching it live, um, and I went back and I went back and I watched it again. It was awesome, and that really and it's amazing because those three put the X division on the map for TNA, um, and now here they are main eventing a pay per view. Those three had an unbelievable rivalry. They were best friends, so they knew each other really well. So that's a match you gotta look back on uh, for sure. Definitely, and uh, going back to my list here, I would uh, so, some of these matches are great, like uh, Chris Jericho, who had a rival rivalry with Raven for in WCW for the Television Championship. Man, that that sounds like a a rivalry that went back and forth for a while. And Chris Jericho, he was known as uh, WCW Monday Night Jericho back then because it was WCW that was the brand he was on. And he was he was competing against really big names: Rey Mysterio Jr., um, Disco Inferno, Billy Kidman, all those big names. Alex Wright. Um, what's oh, I'm trying to remember? Uh, Eddie Guerrero, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. He competed against him. So there's a lot of a lot of people that he's gone against and really taken good. Really went to the next level with these matches. And then another one for me would have to be Bret Hart versus Sting because those are two big legendary names in sports entertainment. That match was so that match was so bad though. Yeah, it's a legendary match. It is. I agree with you 100, percent Alex. You would think when you hear those two names, you would think it should be legendary, but it just it just didn't turn out how you expected. No, for sure. Um, Survivor Series 2002 for me, it's quite simple. The card is not very good, but the main event is awesome. And if you notice my trend, Alex, my trend is this. The shows aren't great, but the, there's one or two matches you got to check out. This was the first ever Elimination Chamber match where Shawn Michaels, who had just come out of retirement, defeated Triple H, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker T, and Rob Van Dam. And this was at Madison Square Garden. Check out that match. Uh, the match was insanely awesome. When you look at those competitors... That was, you know, again, this was the ruthless aggression error. Um, so, like I said, when you look back on it, if you had never seen that match, go check it out. It's awesome. It's worth watching. Definitely. And Survivor Series 05, that's number three on my list because we saw Team SmackDown, Batista, Bobby Lashley, JBL, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio defeat that. Team Raw, Big Show, Carlito, Chris Masters, Kane, and Shawn Michaels. And then after SmackDown, after Team SmackDown won, we heard the gong, the arena goes dark. We saw Undertaker come out and confront Randy Orton, saying that he is next on the hit list. And, yeah, that became one of the biggest rivalries for Randy Orton in his his singles career. Yes, it did. It absolutely did, for sure. Um, I'll do, I'm going to go over AAA when worlds collide, and this is from 1994, and this is something that people need to look at because – when you think of the cruiserweights that happened growing up, um, who's that, like, you know what I mean? When you look back on this card, you know, it's crazy. You have Psychosis on this card. Rey Mysterio is on this card. Two Cold Scorpios on this card. Tito Santana's on this card. La Parca is on this card. Eddie Guerrero is on this card. Conan is on this card. 
And these are young, up-and-coming cruiserweights that want to be in huge deals in the wrestling business. So this is a card that I watched from start to finish, and this is something that I think many will like, they'll check out, and I think they'll enjoy it very much. I agree if you... Uh, it seems like... What what pay-per-view was that again? The AAA Worlds Collide, nineteen ninety. Wow, that seems like a really, really great show. It sounds like it was a great pay-per-view for... Uh, triple a i've never watched triple a but i've heard great things about them i've heard amazing things about their shows if you've never watched triple a and you've never watched well lucha underground doesn't exist anymore but they had it i think on netflix for a time being if you never watched those two shows go watch them especially triple a triple a is phenomenal they it's unfortunate they were originally going to be at madison square garden last year um, they were going to be in the big arena and unfortunately they didn't sell enough tickets so they had to move to the theater at madison square garden wow because um, they didn't sell enough. And, no. You know, they tried, and I get it. That was worth an effort. I was going to go to the show. Um, but it was, you know, uh, AAA is, I think, getting better all the time with developing superstars. So I got one more to go through on my list because we're kind of short on time. So uh, I, so this is Fall Brawl 1994. These There are some legendary names in here from, from a old, even old school, going back to the 80s or a little bit in the 90s. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated stunning Steve Austin for the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Johnny B. Bad defeated Lord Steven Regal for the WCW World Television Championship. And then this match, Dusty Rhodes, the natural Dustin Rhodes, and the nasty boys, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags defeated the stud table. Terry Funk, Arn Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck, Colonel Robert Parker with Ming. So that sounds like, oh, these sound like really classic matches, old school matches that date back. The people still remember today, people who grew up watching these, watching this, this pay-per-view in 94. So a lot of people who grew up with these names like Kevin Sullivan, Dave Sullivan, Cactus Jack, Brad Armstrong, Brian Armstrong, Steve Kern, Bobby Eaton, all those big famous names that people still know today. Yeah. Uh, the last one for me, because again, Alex, like you said, we're short on time and we're going to get to New Japan. Uh, it's his Ring of Honor Man Up 2007. Uh, again, Nigel McGuinness, he's on the card. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we all know who Rocky Romero is, right? Yep. Who Rocky Romero is. He defeated Matt Cross in a match. Austin Aries defeated Davey Richards. How about this one? You have Roderick Strong defeating Eric Stevens for a match. Takeshi Morishima, who was an underrated Ring of Honor world champion, defeated Brian Danielson, better known as Daniel Bryan, for the heavyweight championship. But the main event, and I've seen this main event, it's unbelievable. It's the Briscoe brothers, Mark and Jay Briscoe, defending the championships against Kevin Steen, better known as Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, who in here was El Generico. That was the main event. For the, It was a ladder match. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. The Briscoes versus Kevin Steen and El Generico. Awesome, awesome, awesome show. You need to check this out. If you want to see some of our wrestlers in NXT, even AEW, they're here. They're on this show in New Japan as well. Because New Japan has a partnership with Ring of Honor. But you'll see a lot of their NXT guys came from Ring of Honor. Exactly. And then if you want to watch back the old school pay-per-views like Halloween Havoc 98, Fall Brawl 95, or Survivor Series 2005, they're all on the WWE Network. So you can watch those for from the free version or for the paid version for WWE. For sure. It's easier to find yours, Alex. It's a little harder to find mine, but I bet you you could, you, you could find them on YouTube somewhere. Um, YouTube has everything. All right, Alex, let's get to this quick before we get to our finishing move. We just got to update the G1. Uh, for those of you that haven't watched yet, you could sign off now because we don't want to spoil it for you. Nope. The finals are set. It is going to be Kota Ibushi coming out of Block A, going up against the man who came back from the bottom in Block B, Sanada. Sanada is in the finals for Block B. So it is Kota Ibushi versus Sanada for the, in the finals for the, new, for the chance to fight Tetsuya Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and the B block's going to be decided today, I think. It's going to be decided. It was decided this morning. This morning, okay. It was done. That's Sonata won it. Sonata so, was at the bottom, won it. He won his match. Uh, Naito lost, and 
I believe because Sonata beat Evil, I believe. Therefore, Sonata wins the tiebreaker. So Sonata is now the winner of the B block, and he'll fight Kota Ibushi for the right to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom against Tetsuya Naito, which would be very interesting because that's another LIJ member that Naito would have to face. Um, what are your thoughts on that finals matchup? Oh, I'm excited for this final matchup. I really am uh, very focused in to see who who's going to who's gonna come out on top in this matchup. I feel like it's going to be Kota, Kota Ibushi. Uh, Sonata, Sonata has good experience in the squared circle, and he's really, he's really trained, and he's really aggressive in the ring of his submissions and everything. But I don't think it's gonna be enough to defeat Kota Ibushi because Kota Ibushi is one of these competitors who can move very quickly. He can outsmart you in a blink of an eye, and you just really need to stay on your A game because if you slip up one time, Kota Ibushi is going to take the advantage from you. I think Sonata wins it. I think Sonata's going to win it. I think it's going to be a change-up by New Japan. I would love to see it's a matchup people have been wanting to see for a long time, Sonata versus uh, Tetsuya Naito. Um, I think you're going to have an all-LIJ main event at Wrestle Kingdom, which would be phenomenal. It definitely would. I wouldn't mind seeing that, to be honest. I want to see it. I, I want to see it. I want Here, I want to see somebody different. The bigger thing, Alex, I want to get to with you is, look, we saw a heel turn during this tournament, and that is Will Ospreay beating uh, Kazuchika Okada yesterday, turning on him with B. Priestley, and um, um, can I forget his name? Can Okar, I believe his name is, who wrestles in Rep Pro, was a was a let was a was a guy wrestling in the in the uh, dojo for New Japan. He comes over, he's helping out. Uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay has officially left Chaos. He has turned on. He basically told Okada after the match to go bleep himself, not once but twice, saying you held me back. I am so ecstatic for this rivalry between Okada and Will Ospreay. I'm excited for Will Ospreay to be a heel. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and speaking of Okada and Ospreay, they have been the most fun to watch in these matches because of their in-ring abilities and styles. And I love how Akata has been using that uh, neck that neck hold submission, yeah. imp- implementing the head and neck. He likes to use it a lot, and it, it's definitely helped him rack up victories in the tournament. But it's a shame to see him slip. It's a shame to see him lose and Osprey go out. But they they did unbelievable in this tournament. It was yeah. it was great match, but unfortunately he didn't have enough points. No. Um. Therefore, Bushi won it. But that's okay. Now you get an Okada. Osprey rivalry. Remember, I asked you weeks ago, "What's next for Okada?" It's interesting. Well, now we have the answer. It's going to be Okada Osprey for the time being. I can't wait. You're also seeing kind of Jay White and Evil throwing shots at one another as well. So it looks like there is a little bit of a of a dent in the armor for for Bullet Bullet Club. Club. Yeah, maybe a little civil war there between Jay White and Evil, which is going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait. Um. It's going to be something that I think we're excited for. Let's get to it, Alex. Let's get to our finishing move, man, because we're short on time. It's crazy. We had a great jam-backed show today. Let's get to our finishing move. What's yours? So my finishing move is Big E could be set for a WWE. He could be set from WWE Creative, excuse me, to have a major singles push on SmackDown. And they're going to make him a more serious character, a more serious character, a competitor and character. <laughs> they're gonna make him a more serious competitor character wise is what I'm trying to say and I would love to see Big E next in line for a WWE title opportunity down the road once everything is set and once they're able to get him into that serious phase and really push him as a singles competitor and then hopefully we'll see him go up against somebody hopefully Universal Championship or the WWE Championship we'll have to wait and see where all that we'll have to see how that all plans out absolutely i think it's great i'm a little curious about the uh serious part i like his character the way it is sometimes i think he's funny i think he's the funniest guy in the new day um so i'm curious to see how they go about it but look we'll see how they plan it mine is the g1 and it's finally uh, finished and we saw some twists and turns in it you're seeing evil and jay white you're seeing okada and Wasprey. so new rivalries were formed during this g1 it's not and and I think you're going to get Sonata 
Ibushi, I mean, I think you are getting it, but you're going to get Sonata that I think is going to win it. I know you picked Ibushi, Alex. I got Sonata. And I think Sonata's going to get his shot at Naito um, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I'm wondering if it's going to be the double gold um, against each other at, 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 at Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's uh, New Japan's been bittersweet to watch all these new rivalries coming together makes new japan interesting and that's why i love watching their shows i can't wait to see where they go if the the road towards russell kingdom it's going to be great it's going to be awesome but that's our show for today everybody please again don't forget to download our app all right if you have an iphone all right go to the apple store if you have an android go to the google play store you have to do is type in wwsrn that's wwsrn you type that in. The app is free. You get our show schedule. You get all of our list of shows that we have for you, from the Wise Guys to Down to the Wire, Below the Mic, Ryan Hickey Show, the BS Sports Show, the Fantasy Sports Show, uh, Weapons Hot, a New York Jets podcast, um, you know, the, the, the sports hit list, everything, and then some. So it's not just wrestling we have on you. We have everything for you to check out. Articles. Again, Alex has written amazing articles for the website. Type in WorldWideSports.com on your you know, on, on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, YouTube. We're on every plate. We're on every platform. Uh, Alex, how can the fans reach us again as well? The fans can reach us on Twitter. My Twitter is at show slows. Uh, Josh's Twitter is uh, at Josh Silverberg. And you can follow, you can follow us on our Facebook page off the mat, WWSRN and feel free to call into the line. Anytime, leave a voice message there. The number is 727-888-4295. We want to hear from you. Listen, we hope you enjoyed today's jam-packed show. It was awesome. Alex, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't worry too hard. All right? <laughs> Have a good one. I hope you had a wonderful birthday last week as well. Thank you. It was, it was fun. <clears throat> you know, to the fans out there, thanks for lending us your ears for the last hour. Take care. Have a great and safe rest of the weekend. This, this is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.